This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. So I get a text last night from Nicole Maliotakis, and I go on Twitter, and man, did she have a really good tweet, even though she took out my friend the mayor. That's fine. It goes like this. Entered U.S. illegally thanks to, at POTUS, federal government. Yep. Shoplifted, arrested, and released with no bail thanks to, at Governor Kathy Hochul. Your favorite. New York City taxpayers are paying to house and feed them thanks to, at New York City Mayor. Eric Adams. Democrats are ridiculous. Nicole Maliotakis, this is why we love her. Here she is, back on the Sid and Friends in the Morning Show. Nicole, it's Sid and Andrew Giuliani this morning. How are you? Hey, guys. Great to be with you. And, and congratulations, Andrew, for officially being a friend of Sid. Uh, well, <laughs> look, somebody's got to do it, Nicole. It's, it's tough work. It's tough sledding. I mean, they said that Lou and Phil and Justin could only handle so much, but I appreciate Let me that. tell you. They, that, say, they say running for public office is hard. But no, I this is hard. Being a friend of Sid. And let me tell you, the, the list is becoming large. People who uh, admitted in public they couldn't stand me. Yeah. Now they're dying to be my friend. I know. And that uh, ain't working. You are my <laughs> friend, Andrew. So are you, Nicole. And I'll ask you this. What motivated you? What prompted you to send out this tweet taking out the city, the state, and the federal government? Well, I saw that New York Post article uh, last night, and it just really uh, boiled my blood. I mean, honestly, it just shows you how federal policy, state policy, and the city policy under the Democrats have created a, a mess. We have lawlessness in New York State, thanks to Kathy Hochul. We have lawless at the border, thanks to our president, who decided to repeal all the policies that President Trump had in place that were working, that were stemming the flow of illegal migration. And then you have our mayor who wants uh, the New York City taxpayers to pay to house and feed and provide health care and services for these individuals. And to think that, I, you know, and I, I told the Post, I texted them this morning, I said, you better find out whether the mayor is still paying for these individuals to stay at the Westin Hotel on the taxpayer dime after they were caught uh, shoplifting $12,000 from a Macy's in Nassau County. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, we've argued all along that, the New York City right to shelter system was meant for New Yorkers. It was not meant for citizens of other countries. And uh, the, the, the mayor keeps saying we're at a limit, but he doesn't want to stop. He doesn't want to tell the president to secure the border and stop this illegal migration, which, by the way, if they actually wanted to help asylum seekers, they would definitely stop the illegal immigration because that's what's inundating our immigration system, where the people who actually have legitimate claims for asylum are taking years to even be heard because everyone that's coming through the border is claiming asylum, even though well, well over uh, 70 70 percent uh, don't qualify for it. So, uh, you know, the mayor needs to tell the president to stop and he has to stop using taxpayer money. Think about this. Right. He's also looking to cut services. Right. He wants to cut NYPD service and other essential services from our city while spending two billion dollars to house individuals who crossed into our country illegally.
Yeah, it's, it's completely ludicrous. Where does this end in your estimation? Because you highlighted it right there in terms of the federal, state, city, the issue. I mean, really, the only check in all of that is a uh, is what you are a part of, which is the House of Representatives on the federal level. But other than that, we have Kathy Hochul, who's completely unchecked by the uh, by the assembly. You have uh, Eric Adams, who has a city council that is, uh, you know, extremely left. Where does this all end in your estimation? Well, look, the very first oversight hearing is going to actually be about the border and Secretary Mayorkas's abdication uh, of his responsibility to keep us safe. Um, that's number one. Number two, we have legislation that can address this. It would actually implement the Trump era policies and it would do what is, gee, how novel. Let's listen to the CBP agents and actually do what they're telling us they need, right? They say they need more agents, they need more barriers, they need more technology, and they want more training for the younger officers coming on board. What a crazy right idea. Now, listen to the experts. So yeah, listen to the actual law enforcement. Just, just what Kathy Hochul should have done, right? They wanted to do this bail law. Now, one law enforcement individual was at the table when they were dealing with this, okay? Uh, and, and that is why it be, turned out to be such a disaster. Other states eliminated uh, bail, but they, but they had checks in place. They allowed judges to consider dangerousness. They did other things. Um, and, and it's not a problem like it is in here in New York where they just completely just – just deteriorated our criminal justice system. It is brutal. What do you think of uh, Kathy Hochul's week last week, Nicole, when she tried to get LaSalle confirmed, and obviously that didn't go her way. The legislator actually uh, said, no, not for you. And, and while some people tried to defend her, said she did what she had to do, other governors, Patterson, Pataki, they're also quick to admit that if it was Cuomo, it would have gone through. So if you're going to say that, then it does go back to Kathy Hochul, no doubt about it. Your thoughts on her week last week? Yeah, look, it definitely shows her weakness, right? Uh, as you said, it wouldn't have happened if it was Governor Cuomo. He wouldn't have gotten steamrolled by the legislature. But it also goes to show that you know she just popped this uh, out of the sky without trying to uh, work with the legislature first. And quite frankly, I think if it goes to the entire legislature, uh, perhaps it could even get passed because – you, you have some Republicans that would probably uh, side with uh, some moderate Democrats. You can get this more conservative-leaning uh, judge on the Court of Appeals. I think that would be the best-case scenario for, for New Yorkers, because what the, the left is trying to do with steamrolling her on this is try to put another radical judge on the bench, which we do not need here in New York. Obviously, a part of the reason why we have the problems we have is because of some of these radical left-wing judges that had been appointed, locally at least, by Mayor de Blasio. Whenever you read an article about judges who had discretion to set bail, because that means it's extreme cases, okay, and, and a judge still doesn't set the bail, I always Google that judge and you find out, lo and behold, they were appointed most likely by Mayor de Blasio or they were elected uncontested in a borough like Manhattan, uh, for example. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to see. People have to know that it's not just the legislature, it's the judicial system, too. We need to elect good judges, and uh, hopefully this appointment will, you know, we'll see what happens. So you think actually that she might have the votes in the Senate if she's able to actually win the legal case to get this to the full Senate? Uh, You think there's a chance that actually LaSalle could come back from the dead, if you will, uh, and be confirmed? I do. I do think that it's potential. You have some, you know, conservative uh, more conservative Democrats, a couple, not a lot, right, but you have a handful, maybe just enough if the Republicans were to 
to do this to steam over the left, right? I mean, this is the best case scenario for for conservatives in New York. I mean, we, we would never get a Republican uh, appointed to that position. It would be either uh, a somewhat conservative Democrat or a very left-wing progressive Democrat. So if you had the choice, I think most people would say, okay, we'll take the, the more reasonable person who, look, based on, I haven't looked too much into, um, into the, this whole situation, but based on what I'm reading, uh, and speaking with colleagues that this guy is actually a, just a fair jurist. He's what you actually want, mm-hmm. someone who's just going to be, you know, looking at the law and making decisions based on that, not based on a political ideology. Right. One of the uh, spots, I think, Nicole, where you've been tremendous, a lot of spots, actually, you know, I love you, but uh, uh, one of the spots has been congestion pricing. Another beauty from Governor Kathy Hochul. What's the latest with that? Yeah, this is the yeah, Kathy Hochul's the gift that keeps uh, uh, giving. Well, the gift that keeps the gift that keeps taking, taking out public and giving to dissenters. Yeah. Uh, in this case, um, look, I, I'm I've no secret here. I've been opposed to uh, the congestion pricing uh, plan since the beginning. I was a member of the state legislature at the time, voted against it. Uh, they decided they want to jam this thing through. I'm building a bipartisan coalition of representatives from New York and New Jersey who are against congestion pricing and want to try can, can to you, Can it. you give me some of the names, some of these bipartisan folks? It's going to make me happy to hear some of these names that agree with you and I. Well, I think the, the first and foremost is Josh Gottheimer uh, from New Jersey. He's actually right. been reasonable right. working with us against this. And believe it or not, there's a couple from New York City, but they haven't come out publicly because they're, I guess, afraid of the radical left and the right. climate change activists. Right. The thing is, is that the pollution is actually going to get shoved into their district. It's the outer. It doesn't actually eliminate pollution. It just shifts it right. to the outer boroughs. And if you look at what happened in London, that's exactly what happened. It didn't work. So this really, truly is a cash grab uh, by the MTA. The, the governor's allowing it to happen. Uh, we're trying to do whatever we can to stop it from the federal level. Um, I think our, our strongest case right now is that they haven't done a complete um, environmental uh, environmental impact statement, which would be a thorough, thorough study on the environmental um, ramifications of this. And it is a first-in-the-nation program, so it warrants such an extensive study to see what the impacts will be. We know that this will cost people, look, thousands of dollars extra a year. If you're a nurse and you have to drive in for a 5 a.m. shift, if you are um, somebody who's a waiter and you get off at work at 2 a.m., you know, these are people that don't feel comfortable perhaps riding the subway in the middle of the night. Uh, they're using their cars, and that's their right to do so. We should not be charged a fee to drive in another borough in the city in which we live, and that is why I maintain a post this. I'm going to do everything I can to try to stop it or at least slow it down so Hopefully we get a new administration in, in two years that will will uh, put an end to it. That is great work. Once again, from the 11th Congressional District, she is a congresswoman. She's really great. And a dear friend, Nicole Maliotakis, thank you for stopping by today. Great appearance. We'll talk again very, very soon, Nicole. Thank you so much. Great to be with you guys. Thanks. You Have too. Uh, take care. Thank Nicole Maliotakis on Sid and Friends in the Morning. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, 
where winning is no accident.